0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Celebrate Herself Podcast. This is a really special episode because it is the last episode of 2021. So thank you guys so much for listening throughout this whole year. You know, we had Spotify wrapped at the beginning of this month or end of last month, I forget. But so many of you guys had me in your top podcast listens for the year. And I know so many of you watch on YouTube and on Apple Music. So thank you guys so much. I really feel like, well, I was just so consistent this year with my podcast. Like, I think probably the most consistent I've ever been throughout the whole year. And I feel like my podcast has gotten a lot better. Um, So thank you guys so much for the support, because I honestly would not have continued or had the inspo, motivation, and stamina to continue if it wasn't for you guys, like, Listening, giving me feedback, engaging. Like, I love this podcast because I just feel like we have such a community, you know? Um, It's just so cool to see everyone's comments. And when you guys message me about different things that we talk about. And then when we talk about topics on IG, I'm like, damn. Like, y'all are really just with the shits. It's so cool to see. Um, And yeah, I honestly just feel like my podcast got a lot better. I was doing some reflecting (laughs) Like just going I watched the first episode of this year and it was just so different like y'all remember when I used to sit um like I would like sit against the couch like I would sit on the floor against the couch and it was just so I don't know it was just so messy I was like Bro, I don't even remember this um, But I mean, that was just, I had a different setup then. I didn't have a desk. That was like my old apartment. We've really upgraded since then. So in a lot of ways, this has been a really great year. Um And I feel like I finally have the momentum to like, okay, now it looks like I figured it out. So let's just go. Like now I have a cute podcast dedicated area. So I'm just really excited and I'm excited to see what this new year brings. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit. I wanted to talk about a little bit in the spirit of reflection, looking back and then looking forward. I just wanted to share a few of the things like some highlights from at least like the very beginning of the year. I did not go back and watch every single podcast episode because I feel like once I moved into this unit, once I got my desk and I don't know, it was like a little better. Y'all know this background is fairly new. So thank God we're starting 2022 off With a Q. (laughs) Um, The background before was like the living room. But I at least feel like the quality was a little better than at the very beginning of the year. So um, the first one. Yeah, the first thing was the unprofesh background, but also just the unprofesh vibe. And not that I come on here to be professional, but it just it came across, at least when I was watching it, like early episodes of this year, it just came across as like messy And, like, I just didn't really care. And I don't know. Like, it's not like I didn't care. But I just feel like I want to put a lot more effort. I feel like I do put a lot more effort now. And effort into editing and topics and just, like, I don't know. Like, I was very consistent this year. But I I was not really consistent in quality, I feel, until, like, towards the end of the year. The unprofessional. (laughs) Like, there was one where, like... Like I, I never positioned the cam. I didn't. I didn't position the camera the same way every time I would record. So there's one where like my head is just at the very very bottom of the frame, and I think just for the sake of uploading, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna post it. <laughs> we need a little more quality. We luckily have a little more quality now. Um, also, and this is mostly just from like the first episode of 2021 let me know how long you've been listening to the podcast or maybe if you used to listen and you came back like let me know let me know because it's just so interesting like i know some of you have been listening since i think my first podcast were like in 2015 and that's not to say i've been consistent since then but that's when i first kind of had the, the. i was doing it before it was a trend okay but i was not really consistent until like now um my hair needed a trim so bad and i bring this up Because, well, first of all, I do feel like I look a lot different than that first episode. But the main thing I noticed was just, like, my hair was so dead. And I remember at that time, like, like, I don't know. I have been getting blonde highlights throughout my whole time living in L.A. pretty much, a little bit before, too. But I was just never consistent with getting trims. And now, I think just after lockdown... I was like, oh, I just remember, like thinking, like I need a trim so bad. And then after that, again, probably beginning of the year, I just never went back. (laughs) And just, I probably need one soon. I got a trim like last month or two months ago, Um, but my hair's like grown out. But (laughs) I, it's like I don't even know how bad it looked. It's like you just sometimes you don't see stuff until you're not there. (laughs) And especially, like, how we look, I feel, is so gradual. Like, it's like I don't even think I looked... I did not even think my hair looked that bad. Not that my hair looked bad, but just, like, the ends. Like, it needed a trim so bad. So, this is your sign. Start If you get, like, catch-ups like me, just get a trim every time, too. Like, <laughs> my hair just looks so much healthier now. It was, like, shocking. I'm gonna link... That first episode down below, but if you guys didn't know, I have a... I mean, obviously, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, you can just scroll. But if you watch on YouTube, um, on my channel, I have a whole playlist of just all the podcasts. So you can scroll there, too. your beware. Um, also, I think it was in the first episode. I think it was. But I was, like, so sure that I was going to get a cat, and I did not end up doing that this year either. And don't get me wrong, I still, like, yearn for a cat sometimes, but I don't know. Like, I think because I'm not really sure if I'm going to stay here at the end of my lease, I just, I don't really feel, like, 100% settled. I'm just going to see, but I would really like a cat, you know, when I go back home and visit my parents. Like, their cat and I, I feel like, have a really good bond. Um, but I was just, like, so sure in that podcast. And I think just at that time, you know, it was locked down. I think it was locked down, right? Like, officially. Um, and, you know, we were just, at least I was spending so much time just in the house, like, by myself, which I do now, but that was just, like, different. Like, I mean, we're, it's kind of looking like we're gonna get back to that. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, so those were, like, the main <laughs> takeaways. Um, but yeah, I just feel like... And let me know if you agree or not. But I feel personally that my podcast has definitely grown and increased in quality and content. Yeah, I just feel like what I talk about, I put a lot more thought and effort into like what I'm going to talk about. I plan it. I've just been putting a lot more energy towards it. And I think it's so true. Like Whatever you put energy into grows. So... I'm excited for this year. Like, I'm just really excited. So thank you guys again so much for listening throughout this year. Let me know if you have any specific podcast memories. <laughs> like, did anything I said or any topics really stick with you? A big highlight also throughout this whole year was the book Attached. I read that. And it was, like, end of last year or very beginning of this year, 2021. Um, and I obviously continued to talk about that book throughout the whole year. So I definitely need a new book, too. Like, I feel like every year I make the resolution of, I want to read a book every month. Or, like, I just want to read more. And it's just, I just don't want to end up sticking with it. I think the thing is, like, I need a library card. I just don't like going there. Like, I hate to say it. Maybe it's different now. I just remember I went there once, and I just got a lot of, like, harassment from men. It's like, bro, I'm not even safe in a library. But I also think just downtown away, like, it's just not. It's just a crazy vibe in general. Like, So, again, in the spirit of New Year, New Me, I wanted to talk about resolutions and goals and kind of just the rebrand season. If you guys follow me on TikTok, and I also posted it on IG, but I did, like, oh, the feminine urge to rebrand every year. Um, and I then on TikTok, someone asked me, or a lot of people were like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> so I did a little video explaining. So I wanted to go over it again here and then talk a little bit about resolutions, but not in a boring way. You know, it's kind of like, okay, we get it. But um, so I actually made a note. I did a little green screen moment. Um, so we're just going to go over specifically what I said, and then we're going to discuss... So for a rebrand, like, I want you guys to let me know. Comment below, maybe message me. What does a rebrand mean to you? As much as I made it, like, a thing on TikTok, I don't really think it's something I always consciously do. Like, it wasn't, like, in the vegan days, I was like, this is my vegan era, you know? It's just kind of, like, I feel like when I look back at certain phases of my life, then it's like, oh, yeah, that was that era, that was that phase. Like, I feel like that's natural, but it's not like I always plan how I'm going to be. You're like, what's the vibe going to be this year? With that being said, I did kind of break it down because it is kind of that year. It is that year of deciding who we want to be in the new year. So the first thing was, per (laughs) the category is personal vibes. And uh, by that, I mean, it's a little more, you know, self, the self-growth, the personal things that we all need to work on. Um, So for me, this past year, I feel like it was really putting myself and my needs first. And by that, you know, it can look like setting more boundaries, saying no. Sometimes, you know, you got to make yourself and maybe others uncomfortable, but it's because you're standing up for like yourself or your own needs, speaking up for your needs. The second category is goals and resolutions. And to me, this is different, even though they're both technically self-growth. This one to me is a little more like daily habits and like routines and like, I don't know, the gym, nutrition, like I wanna start waking up at 5 a.m. Um, I wanna meal prep throughout the week. I wanna eat a salad every day. I wanna start flossing. like more just like task-related things or like health. I don't know, whereas the personal vibes category is a little more like, how do I even explain? You don't, you see the difference? It's just more personal vibes than like a daily routine, even though they're both kind of connected. Like, <laughs> um, But then of course we have aesthetics. This is like your outfits, your style hair That's always been a big one for me. Your IG feed. Um, this past year, I definitely kind of had like a... I wouldn't even consider it like a rebrand. But I started editing all my pics like very kind of like cool toned. And I still do that. Like I just edit all my pics a certain way. I guess that was kind of in 2020 as well. Um, But yeah, so that's a little more just shallow. But... It's still firm, like, you know? Um, I've been keeping a Pinterest board. I actually have two, one for outfits and fashion and style, and then one for makeup and hair, different hair colors and cuts and things like that, hairstyles. So those are the rebrand vibes. If you guys can think of any else, let me know, because this is not an extensive exhaustive list. I was just kind of trying to put into words like what I mean by a rebrand, but obviously everyone's rebrand is going to be different. And that's not even to say you need a rebrand, but it's more so just the vibe of like, you know, what did we learn last year? What do we want to change moving forward? What do we want to keep the same, et cetera. I just feel like this year was kind of a transition year like I just feel like I learned a lot you know it's like I got the BBL this year and then this upcoming year 2022 it's like we're putting the BBL like we're starting the year with the BBL so it's like a little different. (laughs) now with that being said okay these are my own personal rebrands um changing my hair for sure I want to go darker with my hair but with that being said I am going to wait until after Venus retrograde to really come to a decision. But I'm kind of at the stage of, again, being on Pinterest, going through different hair colors. Like, I just kind of want the change. And y'all know I've been saying this over and over. But just throughout this whole past year, the times I went to go get my hair touched up, it was like, I don't even love this. Like, I'm just doing it because I have been doing it. And it's not like I really like it or want it. So might change that up. We'll have to see. Um, Also, this is more like goals and resolutions, but I want to try one and, you know, this is COVID willing, lockdown willing, but I would love to try one new restaurant or bar or coffee shop per month because I am just like, I mean, someone else's goal might be to go out less, but I just feel like I... Y'all know me. I get very, like, stuck in my routines. I don't honestly really go out that much. Like, if I find something I like, I'm just going to, like, stick to that. Um, So I also think that'll be fun for content and, like, making cute little videos of, like, the places I find. And maybe – I'm not going to write this down, but maybe get more comfortable – going out alone eating alone the thing is like it's not like I have beef with that but it's like if I'm alone I typically just want to be at home (laughs) so it's not even like oh that's so awkward to eat by yourself it's just like I would rather just stay home and be comfy you know like I eat by myself all the time duh but like I'm at home (laughs) so I don't know but that's kind of something I want to try again COVID willing. And also that's why I did not just put restaurants because you know, a coffee shop that's like way more chill and yeah. Um, Also going through clothes and my belongings seasonally, I felt like every month was like a bit much, but like, I think every season is a good time. And I also included belongings because I feel like a lot of times I just like accumulate stuff or I accumulate products. And it's like I really have no need for this, so I've been doing that over this past week, really, just to get ready for the new year. And there's definitely like so many products that are just like empty products that were just there. And now, especially in my bathroom, like I feel like I have so much space. I condensed everything so much, um, so that's good. And I feel like if I do that seasonally and do like a deep clean. seasonally like just going through all the shelves dusting everything taking all the products wiping it off under the kitchen sink under the bathroom sink vacuuming under my bed you know dusting in places i don't normally that will all be great another one would be to make a weekly meal plan and i do usually do this when i get groceries but i guess i want to like meal prep more because y'all know my like recent over the past few months beef with like just the convenience, or should I say the inconvenience of food. Um, and a lot of you guys had really good suggestions on the vlogmas where I was writing about that. So thank you. Um, but yeah, it's like this problem can easily be solved. So, and I have gotten like better at it, but I just want to like, you know, prioritize that so I just don't have to think about it throughout the week. Um, also, growing my TikTok and IG and podcasts and prioritizing that over just traditional YouTube videos. With that being said, I definitely want to continue, like, the weekly vlogs, but I just feel like I put so much energy into, like, YouTube, and it just didn't really pay off. Um, So it's, like, I want to keep it alive, but it's just, like, I want to focus the majority of my attention on other stuff. Um, With that being said, stay tuned for the weekly vlogs, but yeah, like, just a lot more. TikTok content, IG content, and again, the podcast, because that's actually, like, I just feel like I don't really watch traditional YouTube videos anymore, like, a sit-down video, like, you know, people don't really do that as much, but I like some vlogs, so I'm just gonna keep doing the vlogs, and we're gonna see how that goes, my, I mean, that might change, but as of right now, it's kind of where I'm at, also prioritizing mental health, um, journaling regularly. I kind of want to look into going to acupuncture again just for like anxiety, um, meditation, regular yoga. Yeah. So, those are kind of like a few personal examples of a rebrand. Um, I will also, if you guys are interested, should I link my Pinterest boards down below just so you can see the vibes? But, yeah, I still have to go through my closet as of recording this. It's just like the thought of that sounds exhausting. Because I do have some stuff, like, you know, stuff in good condition that I just don't really wear anymore to put on Poshmark. But sometimes that is like so exhausting. Um, So I'm just kind of like putting that off. But we'll have to see. I did organize all my drawers. So at least we got that done. Um, but yeah, it's just been such a good time. It just is such a good time of year to be going through stuff. Doing a little Marie Kondo type beat. Does this really give me joy? Like, I threw away some stuff. Like, I don't know. I would. It's always, like, I feel like workout clothes or just, like, sports bras or leggings or, like, little shorts. And I'll just wear them until they're so stretched out and gross. And when I wear them, it's like this does not even – this is not even flattering. It's so gross. But I'm just, like, keeping it. So, I just – I got rid of all that stuff. So, now, at least – and like i don't know socks there were some socks with like a hole in it or like i haven't seen the the pair or the other matching sock to this in months like just get rid of it like bro um i need to like restock up i feel on socks and cotton underwear actually i did do that recently so anyway it's <laughs> just a good time of year to do all of that and i just feel like it really does you know just like the marie kondo kind of decluttering Method, I feel like it does bring you more joy because you're... Then it's like when I go to pick out a work a workout outfit, it's like there's only stuff there that I know is going to look good on me. I know I'm going to feel cute in. And it just makes your experience in life so much better, you know? <laughs> so if you didn't, know, now you know. I should like buy that book, honestly. I didn't really watch the show that much. I think I watched like one or two episodes. I think it was like one Um, But the book was really helpful, you know? Didn't people, like, have beef with her? I don't recall, but I liked the book. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then I found this New York Times article, classic, about, okay, this is called How to Make and Keep a New Year's Resolution. So, you know, I feel like a lot of this stuff you've probably already heard before, but there was also a lot of just, like, new and fresh things. Like, I really liked this article because I was just looking for articles and just, like, I don't know, kind of more unique takes on New Year's resolutions. There were some articles that was just, like, a list of the best 30 resolutions, and it's just, like, a way for them to put their f- affiliate links. Like, <laughs> okay. it's like, use this new product. It's, like, okay, please stop. <laughs> use our code for 10% off. <laughs> I get the hustle, but you're not providing me with any new info. So this. Article. (laughs) Um, Let me just go through this. So this is like picking the right resolution. A lot of resolutions fail because they're not the right resolutions. And a resolution may be wrong for one of the three main reasons. One of these three main reasons. It's a resolution created based on what someone else or society is telling you to change. It's too vague, or you don't have a realistic plan for achieving your resolution. So they said to use the acronym SMART. (laughs) The S stands for specific. Your resolution should be absolutely clear. Making a concrete goal is really important rather than just saying, I want to lose weight. You want to have a goal. How much weight do you want to lose? And at what time interval? Five pounds in the next two months, that's going to be more effective. So like, instead of just trying new things, trying one new restaurant, bar, or coffee shop per month. Decluttering. Okay, how about going through your clothes seasonally? (laughs) Measurable. This may seem obvious if your goal is a fitness or weight loss related one, but it's also important if you're trying to cut back on something too for example, you want to stop biting your nails, take pictures of your nails over time so you can track your progress and how they grow back out. Logging your progress into a journal or making notes on your phone or an app designed to track your behaviors can reinforce the progress. Achievable. This doesn't mean you can't have big stretch goals, but trying to take too big a step too fast can leave you frustrated So for example, resolving to save enough money to retire in five years when you're 30 is probably not realistic, but saving an extra $100 a month, maybe. And then if that's easy, you can like slide the number up. I think that's a really important one because I feel like often, I just feel like, you know, that's such a big reason why so many people fall off their goals or resolutions or whatever. You know, this time of year, it's like exciting, you know, it's about to be a new year, new year, new me, we have this momentum going. So like, I don't know, I Think of it as, like, in the morning, you know, I'm definitely, like, a morning person. I get up, I have my coffee, I have this, like, caffeine energy, I'm so excited for the day. I make this long list of, like, stuff to do. And then it's, like, by the afternoon, it's, like, I get tired, I need a nap. That's just, like, my body's natural cycle. (laughs) And then I'm, like, frustrated because I'm, like, I thought I was going to do all of this. But, like, I didn't take into account that I had to make fucking lunch. (laughs) And the same is true for, you know, yearly goals We have this momentum now, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, what about when you're not motivated or you don't have that momentum going, you know? So it's important to make goals that are still going to be achievable, even when you're not in that, like, I can do everything and anything headspace. Relevant. Is this goal, is this a goal that really matters to you or are you making it for the right reason? If you do it out of self-hate or remorse or strong passion in the moment, it usually doesn't last long. If you build up a process where you're thinking harder about what's good for you, you're changing the structure of your life, you're bringing people into your life who will reinforce that resolution, I think you have a fighting chance. A. <laughs> Time-bound. Like achievable, the timeline towards reaching your goal should be realistic too. That means giving yourself enough time to do it with a lot of smaller, intermediate goals set up along the way. Focus on these small wins so you can make gradual process. If you're building a habit, you're planning for the next decade, not the next couple of months. That is so true. And I feel like, not to be like, social media is so fake, but like, (laughs) I don't know, so often like, you know, we see even not social media, but just like, you know, in movies when there's a time lapse of them like achieving their goal, it's like we're seeing all of this progress all at once. Or like before and after pictures on Instagram, you know, body related or like, I used to live in a shack and now I have a LLC and own a mansion. (laughs) And it's like, we're just seeing the immediate before and after. Like so much... And life is so gradual. Just like what I was talking about earlier with, like, how we look sometimes. It's, like, so gradual. We're not really seeing the progress until we do. So true. <laughs> um, creating a plan. Wait. Oh, this was really good, actually. And this, this is why I like this article because it was, like, kind of more unique. If you're trying to form or break a habit, this psychiatrist suggests breaking down the habit into its three parts a cue a routine and a reward so for example if your bad habit is i check twitter too often or like your resolution would be like less social media the cue is that you feel isolated so then your routine would be to check twitter and then the reward is that you then feel connected so a way to change the behavior would be instead of checking twitter get up and talk to a colleague or for those of us us that don't you know work in an office type setting or if it's covid and you're not you know maybe you're working at home you could facetime a friend you could i i wrote get up and talk so i don't know like if you live in an apartment building you could just like say hi to someone i love (laughs) go get a coffee and chat with the barista you know um, but for me, usually, like, FaceTiming a friend works. And also for me, sometimes it depends. Because sometimes I do need, like, a personal, like, interaction or connection with someone. But sometimes if I've just been in my apartment for too long, just getting out and just walking around. Um, and, you know, I live in the city, so there's always a lot of people out. And just, like, being around other people can really help. And I feel like especially... Um, throughout the pandemic and just being in the house so much. um, And uh, maybe y'all don't relate to that anymore. But, (laughs) you know, for those of us that work in the house, work at home, um, it can definitely, I don't know, I wouldn't even say lonely because sometimes that feeling that I want isn't loneliness, but it's just like I need connection or just like social interaction. (laughs) So even just walking around. You know, if you make eye contact with another human, like sometimes literally that's enough. Um, But yeah, like FaceTiming a friend, I will be on FaceTime with, you know, those friends you can just like be on FaceTime with for hours and it's like you're not even talking. Sometimes that's nice. Um, And then obviously, you know, if you can like, I mean, I guess this is more like short term, but yeah, if you can like make plans with a friend or like actually have a one on one connection. But yeah. I low-key, not that I'm going to make this like a res- resolution, but I've kind of been noticing, especially over the past few weeks as Omicron, deve- Omicron develops and increases, that Twitter has definitely been stressing me out more than providing me with joy or connection. <laughs> so I low-key want to like check it less, and we're going to kind of talk about that later. But Um, yeah, it's just like too overwhelming, bro. So another thing would be, another habit would be like, I don't, the bad habit is I don't get enough sleep at night. The resolution would be like, you know, I want to get more sleep. The cue is I feel like I need time to myself in the evening. So the routine is I stay up way too late watching TV. The reward, you're entertained Um, But the way to change the behavior would be, instead of staying up late to watch TV, carve out special time each day to spend by yourself. Even if that may mean asking for help with your children or taking a break from work each day. Boom. Um, They also gave the example of like, if you smoke, you want to quit smoking. The cue is you're tired, the routine, I smoke a cigarette, the reward, I'm stimulated. So a way to change the behavior. Instead of smoking a cigarette, replace the stimulus with something else like coffee. Especially with smoking or vaping. Um, you know, I've heard people say getting a... like, Especially with the oral fixation thing. Um, having like candy. Or someone said their hydro flask with like the sucky sucky lid helped. Because it was like the same sensation of putting that into their mouth. Um yeah i've also heard especially with smoking that like some sometimes it's just the and i don't know where i heard this i don't know if this is true but it it makes sense (laughs) but just like the part of the relief people get from smoking is not just the nicotine but like the deep inhales so like just taking deep breaths and like seeing how that makes you feel um yeah so there we go make it personal You may need to do some work to figure out what the real cure for the habit you want to change is and what will replace it. Both the cue and reward should be easy and obvious. Let's look at one example in depth. For running, a cue could be just putting on your running clothes, even if if at first you don't do anything after that. Oftentimes, when people have never exercised before and researchers are working with them to get to exercise, the first week is you should just put on your running clothes, don't even leave the house. Then add the first step in the new routine, putting on running clothes and walking around the block. You want to create an environment where you're making very slow progress that is guaranteed to deliver victories to you. And then the reward at the end of the action must be an actual reward so that it reinforces the routine and makes you want to do it. Otherwise, your brain won't latch onto the behavior. For example, if you run in the morning, then rush through your shower and your commute You might end up at your desk sweaty, so in effect, you're punishing yourself for running. Your brain will pick up on that punishment and push back against the intended activity. Your resolution didn't necessarily fail because you failed, but because you were trying to do it at the wrong time, which resulted in a punishment instead of the reward. For running, a reward could be a nice long shower, a piece of chocolate, or indulging in a feeling of pride, which can be reinforced by tracking your running in a journal and writing that down. Um... You're there for the long haul. You have to expect, expect slip-ups. There will be times where you will say, I'll make a mess of things. I'm just going to start again tomorrow. Don't berate yourself. Focus on what you're doing good for yourself than rather what mistake you made. Boom. Um, and that really reminds me of that article about anxiety that I was talking about. Um, where, what was it called? Putting confidence... Don't be anti-anxiety. Be pro-confidence, I think. Um, but just that idea of, like, not tricking your brain, but just, like, being aware of, like, how you're training your brain. So, you know, in that anxiety article, it was, like, you know, if you're on a hike and you think you see a snake, you might experience some some adrenaline, some, like, fight or flight. Um, and your immediate response may be to, like, run back to the car But that just teaches your brain that you run when you see, like, a squiggly shadow that might be a snake. So instead, like, train. So instead, be confident um, and, like, go towards the snake. And it might be a snake. But then if you run away, at least you're, like, running from actual danger instead of, like, just, oh, maybe potential danger. Um, Because if you always are running away, you're teaching your brain that this is a scary feeling that, yeah, you need to exit from. Um, so it could you could really apply that to like so many things like social anxiety, um, for me like flying. <laughs> um, but the more you like, it that article honestly helped me so much because whenever I'm experiencing anxiety, then I'm, especially like out in the world, it's like, <laughs> um, okay, well I could either use this moment to show my brain that it's okay and safe and it's going to be fine. Or I could run away and teach my brain that this is actually a dangerous threat. And then it's just going to be all the more harder the next time. So same with this. You know, like, if your resolution is to work out more or, like, run every day or whatever. If your brain, if you're, like, if the reward at the end is, like, oh, now I get to be sweaty at work. Or, like, oh, now I'm exhausted. Or now I'm, like, so hungry. <laughs> Instead like, making sure that you... Have that reward at the end so your brain like associates with that and also paying attention to stuff like that i guess just like you know when it's our actually our brain i feel like it's so it's almost like a meditation just in the sense of like we become the observer and it's like oh if you fail or you have like resistance towards something whether it's like going to the gym or like doing something that maybe gives you anxiety it's like you can separate yourself from it at least like in my experience. And you can be like, oh, this is just my brain. You know, it's not, like, me. This is not, like, a personal failure or even, like, a personal, like, fear. Because especially with anxiety, some things that we experience anxiety over just seems so, like, unlogical. So it's like, okay, like, this is just my brain. <laughs> I think I saw a TikTok about this once. But, like, oh, getting ready to go for, like, a nice wholesome walk. And then as soon as you get to the front door, it's like your brain's like, no, bad idea. I don't think you should do it. <laughs> it's like, bro. So knowing when to not listen to that and be like, okay, even despite this, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> um, what did I hear once too? Oh, it just re- in regards to anxiety. Um, I think it was also like a TikTok, but something like feeling off is safe because I know I'm always going to return to balance. And that was also very life-changing for me and kind of, I think, goes along with that article about anxiety. If you're feeling anxiety, you can tell yourself, I'm just experiencing anxiety. This is not actual, this is not an actual threat. I'm not in actual danger. And anytime I've actually been in actual danger, I have not felt anxiety typically. Like, because it's like, you just know what to do. Like, <laughs> you know, um, you're not like stuck in the feeling, like you're just living. So yeah hopefully that's helpful so some other things were like set a plan but be flexible when life gets in the way it's critical to learn how to have a backup plan rather than just throw your hands up and give up if you screw up what you should do the first time is just pretend it didn't happen don't engage in that negative mindset mode (laughs) just wake up the next day and pretend you didn't slip and go back to whatever pattern it is you were trying to encourage If you keep slipping up, instead of blaming yourself, try to look at your behavior to figure out where the process is breaking down. Um, In The Power of Habit, he writes about a man who had tried to quit smoking dozens of times until he identified the reason he smoked was because it made him feel calm. Then he tried to find a calming substitute for smoking and eventually landing on meditation that allowed him to quit smoking. If a choice doesn't succeed, that doesn't mean we blame ourselves. It means we have more data for our experience and we're probably going to succeed better next time. Boom. Find a community. The Celebrate Podcast community. So I'll link this whole article down below. It's actually quite long. Um, but I, again, I think it actually provides some like good data and advice, I guess, and information. It's not just like the top 10 resolutions you should have this year links to our things down (laughs) like it was actually some new content in here because I feel like a lot of times this time of year it's like we kind of hear the same shit over and over but not this year babe so leave a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube with your goals or resolutions or your rebrand or whatever it is that you may be planning to kind of differently also, maybe some things that you learned from this past year that maybe you're like, okay, I'm never going to make that mistake again. Sorry if you can hear the beeping. Okay, I think it went away. <laughs> it's like, okay, the sirens, I'll stop. But I cannot stop for every single sound because there's so many sounds. So nice out Um, So, yeah. Another thing I learned this year, just last last train of thought on this subject. Um, I guess like leaving at the first red flag, I, I feel like this was the first year I really, really 100% throughout the whole year saw red flags like in dating specifically um, as like uh, I guess like a turn off or like an immediate no leave it the first red flag so many of these little story times that i see on tiktok or twitter where they're like oh this is bad this is what happened it's like at least like for me on my path where i am it's like i can literally see like because i'll post the text and it's like i can literally see the point in which they should have stopped <laughs> responding or like should have cut them off here like there was one recent one i saw on twitter where this girl like was talking about how cheap this guy was being on a date. I forget the main, like, point of the story, but it was like, oh, this guy asked me to hang out, so we were going to go to this, like, hookah spot or something, but then at the last minute, he was like, oh, like, can you just come here and we can just do hookah at my house? And, like, she went. (laughs) But then he, like, wanted her to, like, order food off her phone, and it's like... I think finally she ended up, like, leaving. But it's, like, once you become aware of, like, what certain shit means, like, oh, they're changing the plan at the last minute to, like, you coming over, they're just, like, trying to see if you're going to say yes, you know? So my advice to all the girlies out there, don't not worry about being polite. This is, like, also a realization I had recently. Not me saying, oh, last thought, but I guess that's just how this goes. (laughs) Um, There's a difference... I feel, okay, this is something I learned this year in my setting boundaries journey, putting myself first, putting my own needs first, speaking up for my own needs, saying no journey. There's a difference between like being overly polite, being actually rude, and then just like being firm in your boundary. Because sometimes, especially when you're kind of new at it, you're just kind of starting to practice, you know, saying no, maybe you always say yes, maybe you deal with like, maybe you constantly like people please um and i just feel like especially like as women dating men a lot of the times you know we're just super polite because it's just like a safety thing like it depends you know um and I, n- not even just that but like that's just kind of how a lot of us have been trained like you want to be a lady you want to be polite like you don't want to be a bitch <laughs> Not everyone, but, you know, I feel like a lot of women experience that. So, it can feel like you're being really rude if you're like, I'm not comfortable with that. But you, I just want to tell you, like, being rude would be like, no, you broke. Okay, let's use this example. Like, when he said, oh, can we just actually, like, can you just come over, actually? And we can do hook at my house. She was probably trying to be polite, Was like oh like probably trying to give him the benefit of the doubt like maybe he like I don't know maybe money's an issue we're like oh like maybe he just would rather do this like okay I guess like I don't really mind no being rude would have been like no you broke ass dumb bitch like (laughs) are you fucking kidding me it's like adding extra shit like both being overly nice and polite and being rude or like. Mean or whatever, it's both like adding shit. But like, if you're just being direct and communicating, like, she could have just been like, I'm not comfortable with that. I would rather go out. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. I won't waste your time, or like something to that effect. And that may feel rude. Someone may even take that as like, you're being rude, or oh, she's so high maintenance. But like, you're not. Like, high maintenance is not that. That's like being pretty normal. So I just want to let all of you know. Because I know we all deal with this. If you don't, good for you. But we can work on it. Um, and then you don't have to be... It's just like when you spot red flags, then you don't have to deal with the consequences of the red flags. Because like, if she had said no immediately at the first sign of like, oh, he's being cheap or just wants me to come over or just wants to hook up, whatever. Like, If you say no right away, then you're not going to have to say no later or be in a situation later where he's looking to you to pay or like, asking you to go half or, like, tries to initiate hooking up and you're not okay with any of that, you know? Um, so say no at the first thing. Stick up for yourself. If you're uncomfortable, listen to that feeling because nothing is ever going to come good. Nothing good is ever going to come out of, like, you being polite. <laughs> Just, like, because you're kind of uncomf- too uncomfortable to, like, say no or, like, speak up for you need. Just want to say... Anyway, bro, it's so true, like ew like there's just so many things that like we don't have to deal with, or like if you spot if you know how to spot them, you're not gonna have to deal with it later when it's like bigger and more in your face. Say no, so with that being said, I asked you guys on i g, what does protecting your peace look like to you because I feel like this is like a trendy phrase. But I wanted to know, like, what does it really mean? So I just wanted to read some of them. And I thought it was so cool how different everyone's answer was. But at the same time, like, how similar they all were. Like, you know, we all... It was all under the same umbrella. But everyone's specific answers were still, like, individuals. So what does protecting your peace look like to you? A lot of people did say not responding to texts. So... That's good. Do not disturb mode. Yeah. A lot of people said that too. But there were, there was some variety. So um, taking space from people, not always being emotionally available 24-7. Very that. That's another thing. You know, I feel like so many of us want to be polite and like, oh, I want to be there for people. But it's like you're allowed to say no. Or like, sorry, I can't right now. Speaking up for yourself in situations that you see clearly creating loving my family and knowing when an argument will do nothing for either party so it's better to let it go muting or unfollowing people online very that because i was talking about this in the last episode with like you know when people complain instagram's like this toxic space it's like you could like follow uplifting accounts like you can create your own experience (laughs) you know um and i mean sometimes it's like I don't know. For example, I feel like no matter who I followed on Twitter, I would probably still have to see some news here and there. So, I mean, there's a difference between, like, oh, I'm just not going to go on it as much versus, like, if every time you go on Instagram, you, like, hate your life, it's like, okay, maybe unfollow a few of these people. <laughs> maybe follow some different accounts. Or, yeah, muting. Um, because sometimes, it's like, if you follow someone, it's like, I don't want to start beef by unfollowing, but I don't really like what you post, so I'm gonna If you don't agree, if you're just going to unfollow someone, I mean, that's on you. But I just know, like, there's some people I probably would. Like, I just don't like what they post or, like, they're just them or they're annoying. <laughs> but it's like, I know I'm going to have to see them again. So it's like, I'm not going to unfollow you. But it's just like, mute. Minding my business. Very that. Staying in my room alone for hours listening and finding music on Spotify. Not going back and forth. So a lot of these sound like self-care too, like the creating one, that one. Not going back and forth with someone who never intended on listening, period. Stepping away when someone is stirring up negativity or trying to provoke me. Telling people when their behavior is not working for me. Communication is key. Not engaging with people who make you mad or make you question your boundaries. Not responding to (laughs) texts. Staying out of unnecessary drama. Non-negotiable self-care routines. Per. And just know it's not rude. Another thing, (laughs) another thing I see a lot is like the TikTok trend of like, oh, and I know we've all probably been there. When you're sleeping at a guy's house and like, oh, the TikTok trend is like, oh, when you're sleeping, when you wake up at four in the morning and you're dehydrated and you still have your makeup on and you have a headache and the fans on and the TV still on and just like, you don't know the last time the pillowcase was washed and you just want to be home. Bro, did you know you can just leave in that moment? Literally nothing bad is going to (laughs) happen. Like, I swear. If he wakes up, it's like, where are you going? Be like, oh, like, I don't feel good. I want to go home. Maybe he'll request you an Uber. Like, he should. You're going to wake up feeling better, more refreshed, and just, like, more ready to have a good day by leaving, doing your skincare, and going to sleep, and waking up, and be able to, like do like your own morning routine and poop in your own bathroom and not have to worry about it like just leave (laughs) you can just leave (laughs) don't worry about being polite like seriously (laughs) Uh, um okay breaking up with friends who are bad for you period not answering calls or texts period paying attention to how i feel around people yes Moving out of my parents' house. This was a really good one. Like, I know a lot of people relate. Like, sometimes it's like, okay, you would save money by still living at home, but it's just, like, worth the peace of mind to have your own space. (laughs) You know? Blocking numbers. Yes. Removing myself from any situation that compromises my self-worth. Not procrastinating. This was a really good one. Keeping up with the news, but not in detail. Like, checking once in the morning. Yes, I don't watch the news, but, you know, just, like, being on Twitter, bro, like, oh, my gosh, it's the worst. Saying no, not stalking certain people online. Mindfulness. Yes. Not stalking... Bro, do not... You can protect your peace by not checking his page and seeing how many new people he's followed. Like, don't. Don't. Don't check his snap score. Don't do it. Like, no. Um seeing people for what they are and not what I want them to be facts I feel like that's really like actions over words um yeah maintaining boundaries stop entertaining people who you know aren't good for you okay so it was so funny because like I'm reposting all of these whatever and then right after I'm like okay I'm I'm done for right now I go back to my just like feed on IG and the first when someone you okay, I love like the tea of like the three people it shows at the bottom who watched your story. Anyway, um, <laughs> the first photo on my feed was Haley Page Maggie, or I think it's probably Maggie. Love her page, but she made this little like infographic avoidance. <laughs> so after all of these like answers of oh not responding not answering, whatever. Avoidance can be a powerful sign that you need to set a boundary. If you're avoiding a person's calls or texts or avoiding a certain commitment, ask yourself, is this connection still aligned with what I want and need? Or is this discomfort a a sign that I need to take a step back? What needs do I have that are going unmet in this connection? Could we have a conversation about those needs? What boundaries around space, time, and resources do I need to feel more comfortable in this connection? So, on one hand, I feel like it's completely normal just in general to like, okay, I just don't feel like talking to anyone right now. Or like, I just want to put my phone on silent. But if there's a specific person or people that you just always find yourself like dread when they text you or like, Ugh. listen to those feelings, bro. Like go a little deeper with it um is there anything else with this no but I would really recommend that you guys follow her I love her infographics and they're just she's very consistent and they're like aesthetically pleasing and just like nice I really love her page yeah Haley Page Maggie I'll try to remember to link it down below if I don't please remind me um but yeah like this is the shit I see on my Instagram like I'm not looking at like bullshit like (laughs) y'all can't make this out. Great place. (laughs) Oh, this is another good one. Many many of us developed the people-pleasing pattern as a result of having caregivers who could not or would not mirror us, who could not recognize, validate, and sit with us in our emotions and experiences. In order to be seen, we learned to neglect our own feelings and engage with others on the basis of their emotions and experiences, so we became chronic listeners, fixers, and caregivers. Learning to validate your own emotions and experiences and building relationships with others who do the same – is how we begin to heal. So I think that's also important to stress because you know, it's easy to say like, I don't know, just set a boundary or like, oh, you should have like said, no, you should have just left. Not in like a slut shaming way or anything in that, like related to that, but just like, I don't know, even with myself sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like if it's just like, I should have just did this. I should have just said this. I should have like stood up for myself harder. I'm so frustrated with myself. But it's, like, it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than just, like, oh, I made the wrong decision, you know? It's, like, especially sometimes in the moment, we just kind of revert to, like, what, like, old habits and old patterns. And, yeah, I feel like it's really true, like, once you actually get to the root of, like, why it is that we feel that way or act that way or, like, that that's our default, then we can truly begin to heal. And it's also about mindfulness, you know? Like, if your knee-jerk reaction is, like, to overextend yourself or like say yes when you really mean no or like just go along with something like oh I don't want to be rude it's like do you not want to be rude or are you basing are you are you engaging with others on the basis of their emotions and experiences and yeah it can just feel so scary like when it can feel so scary to say no or like cause a conflict or like oh like I don't want to hurt their feelings It's like bro what about your feelings do they care about your feelings Do they care about your experience? Does this bro who left the TV and the air on and doesn't watch his sheets care about how you're feeling right now? (laughs) It's true, bro. Like, it's true. And it like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like for me, at least once I kind of became aware of all of these things, it's like I realized how much it's in everything like every interaction because obviously there's like big examples like if you're having a conflict with a family member or a friend or like someone you're dating or boyfriend girlfriend whoever but then it's like even just in little things like it can be in little interactions as well or yeah like you're texting with a guy he's like oh can we just can we actually do this like can you actually just come over last minute it's like Sometimes things happen so, like, randomly and quickly that it's just, like, yeah, knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. It was like, bro, you do care. And if you, even if you don't care now, you're going to care later. So put yourself first. Anyway, to me, protecting my peace looks like not putting energy towards or into something that is not, like, you know, for my highest self or whatever. But, yeah, so that could look like muting someone's story, not stalking people that, you know, I'm no longer that are no longer in my life or that maybe we had beef or something, saying no, putting distance. So again, that could look like muting someone or unfollowing them, taking time for myself, definitely. And, you know, even though I spend a lot of time by myself and, you know, working by myself at home and whatnot, like, I feel like there's a difference between just like being alone and then actually taking time to yourself. So for me, that typically looks like when I'm doing yoga or meditation and I actually like put my phone on, do not disturb, take my watch off, or, like, you know, put on, do not disturb, whatever, and I'm, like, okay, I'm not, like, answering any calls or texts, like, I'm truly taking this time for myself, because it's one thing to be, again, be by yourself, and you're still, like, on social media, you're responding to texts, you're on FaceTime, like, whatever, but to truly take time for yourself, or, like, going on a walk, or working out and deciding not to check your phone, or putting it on, do not disturb, turning it off, whatever, do y'all ever, like, actually turn off your phone? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, that's the vibe. Let me know if you didn't already on IG what protecting your peace looks like to you and how can we Um. incorporate more of this into the new year. So for our last topic today, I wanted to talk about Capricorn season. I should have talked about this last week, but I was just like too enthralled with the other topics, but it is Capricorn season, honestly, one of my favorite seasons of the year. I feel like I say that every year because it's true. Like, I just, I love, you know, a Gemini season, Leo season, sorry, cancer season. (laughs) I love like a Leo season, antic, but it's just a lot of bullshit. And so I just really love this time of year because, yeah, it's like the resolutions, that momentum, the goals, the reflections, very much like I'm, regardless of a pandemic, I'm in the house minding my own business, you know, like I would be doing that anyway. Um, so I wanted to talk about Capricorn season and let me know what your thoughts on Capricorns are. Um, Capricorns, it's not like I have like a personal really connection to Capricorns, but as far as y'all's season, I really like it because I feel like I'm just so productive and just on my shit, you know? So this is from Refinery29. Capricorn season is here and it's bringing the luckiest day of the year. For the next month, we'll all be basking in the hardworking spirit of the sign of the goat and making plans for the future. Get ready to end 2021 with a bang. Capricorn's most well-known traits are ambition, persistence, practicality, discipline, with a wee dash of sensitivity. And this year, this, this season brings major Capricorn energy, not only because of the sun's presence in the sign, but also because Venus retrograde, Mercury, Mars, and Pluto will all be hanging out in the sign of the goat. This creates something called a stellium, which is when three or more planets are in one sign. So I'm sure y'all have heard of Venus retrograde. We kind of talked about that last year. Dude, I need a new camera so bad because I, this camera was fully charged. I literally took it off the charger for this podcast and it's giving me the battery, like low battery. So if the video ends, I'm sorry, but <laughs> y'all would just have to deal with it. Um, not the last episode and the camera's dying. like, what the fuck? Um, so I'm sure you guys have heard of, and I think I talked about it last week, but with Venus retrograde in Capricorn, it's like, oh, you know, Venus is the planet of love and money and whatnot. So with it being in Capricorn and then especially like also retrograde, it's like you might take things more seriously or you might have realizations about like what you actually want in like a serious way. It's not really like a time for just like hee-hee romance and flirtation. It's like that you want that serious love, the like, what do I actually want for etc when the sun enters expansive capricorn it's time to put one foot in front of the other and take grounded inspired action capricorn is a determined earth sign that loves structures systems and anything that helps scale our vision this season is the ideal time to make tangible action plans what did we just talk about bitch yeah it's all coming full circle for the year ahead this means travels goals or any other desires we want to manifest in 2022 it feels so weird to say 2022 it's like kind of too many like not in like a, oh time goes by, but just like the actual like saying it, it doesn't really flow off the tongue. <laughs> it's kind of like 2022. <laughs> Ew. Basically, if you can dream it, you can do it. Capricorn season is asking us to boss up in all aspects of our lives, but thankfully, the practical vibes of the sign are making sure we won't be girl bossing too close to the sun. <laughs> this is so sick of that sound. The horns of the goat say let's charge ahead, but Capricorn helps us to do so in a dignified, respectable, and level-headed way. Capricorn is not into showiness or the spotlight. Cap wants to work hard, lead the way, and quietly build something that lasts and serves a larger good. Don't overlook the keyword quietly. Capricorn doesn't need to show off to know their accomplishments are worthy of praise. Besides work though, Capricorn season is all about dedication, success, knowledge, and understanding of how things can actually work, allowing us to get to where we want to be. Capricorn takes action, which leads to concrete results so we may actually manifest our dreams this is not necessarily about putting your nose to the grindstone or breaking some bad habits through sheer force of will in the end Capricorn is not really about work and toil but mastery and success in the tangible world whatever your personal idea of success means whatever your dreams may be Capricorn can help get you there so oh the wait is this the luckiest yeah so when they say the luckiest day, I actually haven't heard of this one day to look out for this season, January 8th. It's the first Venus star point of 2022, which is what happens when Venus moves through our solar system in the shape of a five-pointed star, and at the very top meets with the sun. I've literally never heard of this. It's been called the luckiest date astrologically for manifesting love and money. Although Venus will be retrograde, it's the most opportune time to go on a date, make an investment, connect with friends, and have fun during the whole planetary moonwalk. Oh, the sun's entry into Capricorn encourages us to put our heads down and do what we need in order to make sure that the new year is the best it can be. So let's pull out that fresh planner, drop a to-do list, and get ready to level up. And they ask why I love Capricorn season. Just kidding. Larry, no one's asked me that. <laughs> so great way to end the year, y'all. Um, I'm really excited for 2022, just in my personal way. Hopefully, you know, the world doesn't end, but I guess we'll have to see. If it does end, you know, I'll just be making my podcasts and TikToks throughout it. So, thank you guys again so much for listening to not only this episode, but just throughout the whole year. Um, it's just, I feel like it's been a year of a lot of change, and I'm just excited to see how all of that change affects 2022. <laughs> so, comment down below, message me your thoughts on anything we discussed today. Let me know what you want me to talk about in next week's episode, the first episode of the new year and I will talk to you guys next year. Ha ha ha. Love you and don't forget to tweet me a screenshot or IG story me a screenshot of you listening. Love you.